Craig Esther. I'm Alexis Grace Clark. And I'm Mauricio Dominguez. And this is Building, Building a Stage, Stage Podcast. Podcast by Break the Chain Theater Company. Ooh, that's sexy. What's up? It's Building a Stage, episode four. Oh my God, it's episode four already? We're already to episode four, time flies. Welcome back everybody. We're in a new month, it's April. Guys, we started this company in November and it's April and so much has happened this <laughs> month. <laughs> in case you all don't know, this is a podcast. It's a, it's a theater podcast. It's about people starting a theater company, our journeys, our struggles, our rises, our falls, all of those things. That's my podcast voice. We're going to get started with our first uh, segment that we like to do, which is just the check-in about what everyone's sort of been doing this month. So Alexis, we'll start with you. What what you been up to this month? Lots of marketing stuff. I was just telling Craig before we hit record that it feels like I did all of this last month. And I guess I did because I did it as soon as our last recording was done. But I've been making posters, been looking up t-shirt designs, doing thinking of business cards planning an event I can't tell you about yet. I don't think so. Probably not. But planning an event that I can't tell you about yet. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot as well as like planning a wedding because that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so I went AWOL on some Google Docs and I, <laughs> I, we're just trying to find a venue right now. This has been consuming my life and this is a check-in. So you get to hear about it. Because I'm also trying to do this and do that at the same time. But yeah, no, I went AWOL on some Google Docs that are now color-coded and go into great, great detail about what each venue provides and how much they are going to cost. And let me tell you, it's some bullshit about how much this shit costs. (laughs) Anyone who tells you that, like, weddings are a scam, weddings are a scam. Like, some places are like, oh, yeah, you can have your event and have a deposit for $100, blah, blah, blah. But weddings, they're $500 deposits. And then we're going to also double the price of all your food. It's a scam. But also people are trying to get back from COVID. And also the inflation rate of the United States is also some BS. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I just got a message from a friend the other day that was like, I was talking to my parents, pay your credit card bills because they're going to shoot interest rates up because of inflation. So pay your credit card bills. I'm glad I was here to hear that because I need to I need to bring mine down quite a bit. And the joke is, is that I need to build my credit because I've only had one credit card my whole life. And so I had to get another credit card because Peter and I are looking to buy a condo and I didn't have enough credit to have a good. Well, I like a decent credit score. But because I paid off my student loans so quickly, it actually negatively affected my credit score. <laughs> insane. That's America. And it's some insane. of us some of us made mistakes in our 20s that we're recovering from now cuz you know, such is life. I guess I should bring up real quick before you go to Maurizio. You can see us. This is a video. Oh yeah. <laughs> so some of you are seeing a video of us because you have chosen to access us via a different platform. And I won't say the name of it now because we're going to bring that out later. 
but you're going to be able to see videos of us. So that's very cool. Maurizio, what have you been doing this month? What, what have you been up to? This month, in regards to Break the Chain, it's been mostly looking into some more of the capabilities that we have through Streamlabs and digging a little more into some different formats to use, like transitions and, and things like that. We, we want to... We found a good template for Lit Summer to start off with and kind of build on that for upcoming shows. And so just trying to like tweak some of the transitions and the animations so that we can give it its own unique feel. So we're not just exact doing the exact same thing. Um, you know, we obviously want to keep things fresh and new each time. So playing around with that and then also start, we finally got our Twitch account up and running. Yeah. I believe the plan is to schedule some events to start building our audience on Twitch. We'll have more info on that coming soon. Might be a, a Mario Party or some kind of gaming event where we can kind of mix a little bit of that, you know, gaming with the with the theater company. So at the very least, to begin building our audience on, on Twitch. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, I owe Alexis. I need, I need to beat her at Mario Kart. No. My pride will not let me. I won't say why I lost the last time, but I think there was a big factor in why I... But it's fine. Whatever. I'm over it. I let it go. We can put it this way. Neither of us were sober, and I still kicked your ass. Okay. So what but... makes it think that it's going to be any different when we're both sober? My Switch is on my desk right now, and I will pick that up after we're done today. And I will... Anyway. Every game practicing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what have I been doing this month? Business, business, business. Um, this is my last month before my life explodes because I've got a lot. I just have a lot of things happening. That's not a braggy thing. That's just like it's, a fact. it's an impending doom thing. It is kind of an impending doom thing because I'm, I'm starting rehearsals for one show and then I'm going into a repertory season, which is going to be three shows that starts right after this other show closes. So like my brain is kind of exploding. So the positive side of that is that I've gotten, I've been able to use the little bit of free time I've had now to get a lot of things done. So we've been, um, and we'll talk about this more in the body of the show, but doing things like communicating with who you might see as our Break the Chain Board of Directors that are going to help us grow this thing. So doing that, working on our education initiative, which I didn't realize, I'm like, I did that this month too. Um, so I've been talking to educators about some future plans that we could have working with them. And then we put together our next show. We have a cast, there's a script, there's a production document. We know what we're all going to be doing. And then I also launched a solo podcast, which, you know, was also like, <laughs> that's a lot of work. But apparently I've committed to doing it. I'm recording it after this. So yeah, two podcasts a month wasn't enough for you. Look, and talk of another one, but still, <laughs> look, you're on the other ones. I don't know why you're making that face. Um Anyway, so yeah, so it's been it's been a, a busy month, but hopefully it means I've been able to accomplish a lot of things so that when my productivity goes down a little bit while I'm getting these other things taken care of, lots of work has already been done and I'm not leaving my colleagues with a whole like mess of, you know, things and then not being there. So hopefully I've managed to do that. So this, uh, this next category, if you look at our handy dandy show outline, I just want to talk about our big challenges of this month because we've, we've had a few that we've talked about trying to work on. And so anybody, feel free to jump in. Talk about challenges you run into. I mean, do we want to talk about the challenges that we have with casting? Sure. Casting is really, really hard to do. And there's a couple things that I know I learned from it this time. 
Um, this was BTC's first time putting out an audition notice and doing a casting breakdown. And so I'm really proud of the fact that we were able to um, cast without thinking, without thinking too much of gender or race or sexuality or anything like that. We really tried to, for much ado about drinking, keep it a very, very open thing because our drunk Shakespeare shows are meant to just be parties, right? They're meant to tell the story of the play. Yes, but like have fun and make anybody sort of anybody. And I know we spoke last podcast about trying to increase the diversity of the cast and make sure that we're getting as many perspectives in as possible. So here's the next thing I'm going to put out into the universe. You know, being a person of color, I'm like, oh yeah, I know where all the people of color are. And I put out casting information in all those places. And y'all didn't come out. Yeah. They didn't really come out in, in the numbers that I was hoping for. Now that could be a few reasons. That could be because, you know, it's not like we're not paying lots and lots of money right now, right? We're paying a little bit, which is an achievement for us, which I'm very proud of that we're going to be able to pay some actors for the first time. And I also should say, while I'm talking about this, I'm very happy with the cast that we have because we were able to get a young cast. We were able to get mostly women doing Shakespeare, which is also really cool. You don't normally see mostly women doing Shakespeare. We have, and we have actors of color in leading roles, which is very nice. So we were able to um, make some strides that I'm proud of but I would love to continue to try to do yeah. better. Do you guys have any thoughts from just like watching me go through this process and sitting down doing casting? Well, what I was hoping to say like two minutes ago was actually that it was that we all were kind of did the casting together. Mm-hmm. And I think it was great that we as a team sat down and honestly, earnestly went through headshots, resumes, but most importantly, the video auditions. Mm-hmm. And we really honestly casted from those. Like it was an actual, you know, as close as we get can get to an in-person audition. And I think that was like a huge thing for us. We're not necessarily just casting friends, some friends audition, in which case, you know, we thought they were right for the part. But I think it's also really important to know every single person of color who did submit was extremely qualified and they all got cast. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so, we're so eager to find other people of color who are no doubt so talented and we seek you, we want to work with you, please, Mm -hmm. please, please, please submit. Let us know that you are a person who exists and who is interested in working with us because like Craig said, we are finally able to, you know, it, I, I call it humble stipend, but I think for the five hours of work that really is all this is, it's five hours of your life. I think it is actually a, a great little stipend to have. And it's, you know, networking for all of us, us included. Like, we want to know you, mm-hmm. please. We have more coming up. You're going to have more online auditions. Please, 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 please submit. We want to work with you. Yeah, 100%. And I think the, the other thing I learned about, because this is, this is, I think, my first time since got college doing like a real casting process where like, you know, you have friends uh, reading things and auditioning and doing that kind of thing where you have to draw a professional boundary mm-hmm. because I had lots of friends who I loved and have worked with over the years who came in. And some of them, we were like, oh, they're immediately great for this part. Others of them, you, they're very talented, but we just, we don't in this show, unfortunately, have a spot. So getting to like send out the great, we're casting you letters was fun or emails, not letters. (laughs) Um, But then you also have to write the emails that are like, you know, unfortunately it didn't, 
you know, it didn't work out this time. And those feel kind of sad. And then of course, when you're doing the casting process and you know people, they're like, ooh, who else is auditioning? Who else is going to be in the cast and blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, we're friends and it's stuff we talk about. But I've had to, uh, to a couple friends be like, I love you very much. But like, I have to practice this now of saying, I can't tell you too much about the casting process until it's all, A, all done. And B, there are some things about the casting process I can't tell you, period, because it doesn't involve you. Because that's just not, it's just not fair, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was actually a really difficult thing uh, for me this month. Because again, we love everybody and we appreciate everybody. And if you sent a tape, we watched it. We did. We honestly did. We sat down on a Friday night and we went through everything. We, we reviewed resumes and we read and we watched every tape all the way through. Yeah. Um, we learned things like time limits on monologues. That was nice. Yeah. Again, you all are all, you all are very talented, but also like some of, some of us need to. I think we did like, like a five minute video on one of them. Yeah. I recognize that length is a thing. Length is a, but we didn't say that. So we can't be mad at you for submitting something that long, but I just have learned, oh, this is why all those auditions I've went out on are like, mm, do a minute, do 45 seconds. Yeah. Cause yeah, like as actors, we are all like, we hate the time limit thing. We just want to show you what we got. And so that's kind of what we put out there was mm-hmm. like, just bring your best. We don't care if it's comedic or dramatic. We don't care the time limit Just show us your best. And now we're like, oh, <laughs> That's And I think the empathy muscle kind of grows there too, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was saying this to another artistic director friend, and we were just talking about this, and they're like, yeah, you grow this muscle of like, oh, I understand why people who, I, who are running companies made some decisions that they made, even if I didn't like them, right? And I also understand... Um, I also understand how much as an actor, when you go into that room, it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. just not, you know, it's just not about you. Right. It was that we had this many roles, these specific tracks. We were trying to make these specific things happen. And if someone came in and we could instantly go, oh, they fit right there, then we could plug them in there. And if someone else comes in, even if they're really good, good, I might have already filled that slot. They might just not be right for the show or they might not have like the skill level that we need for this particular thing. Doesn't mean that they're not talented, but maybe we need to go out and get some more experience and come back. And that'll make things better. Um, so your empathy for people grows and your empathy for other other companies and stuff grows. The one thing that I really took from it and that I would really appreciate it was having that chance, as you said, to be on the other side of the audition process and seeing all of the different tapes and the way that people would slay or present their, their names and like the different choices that they made. And I think because for me, at least this is, you know, this is a relatively new experience as far as being on the other side of the, of a, of a casting, it's like a lot of things so- suddenly start making sense. As you mentioned about the, oh, that's why there's a time limit, you know, because if you have <laughs> 30 people submitting and they all send you a five minute video, you're going to be there for two hours, you know, what is that? Two and a half hours. Whereas, you know, sometimes in maybe a minute or a minute and a half, like people, it can be it can be enough for you to see that okay this I, I see what this person has to offer or the choices that that they've made i agree that it helps you like understand a little bit more about some of the processes of how other theaters have made decisions of have had to go about their casting in the past and i agree that it's also it's difficult it's particularly difficult 
when you have to reject someone. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's difficult altogether. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you know them or not, or just because you have someone who is approaching you and showing an, an interest and in wanting to work with you. And you have to unfortunately say, well, you know, we're sorry, but uh, there's not a role for you in the show. But I do agree that the first time you have to say that to someone that you know, or there's someone that you've worked with before, mm-hmm. it it can be challenging, you know, because you're not sure how they're going to receive the the message. And I, I know this is something that we've talked about before, whereas when it comes to working on a business with people like, you know, with friends, there has to be a bit of that, that clear, distinct line between, you know, there's the friend part, but there's also the, the when it comes to the business, it's different. Like we're working as, as business professionals. And so I haven't had people that I've had to turn down or reject for a project take things personally. I think, you know, they were all pretty understanding because, but I think it does, at least for me, I feel like it it puts a little bit more responsibility and making sure that you word things correctly, you know, to avoid any misunderstandings. It's just a matter of getting to practice, as you said, that communication, you know, to make sure that you're being clear and Obviously, like making sure that you, at the very least, make people feel valued, that we value your time and your, your effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from the casting of our first show to this show, there was no crossover. There, no. You are not seeing the same people. And um, I just want to bring up that choice because that's something we all talked about at the beginning is that we, it's about the philosophy of the kind of company we want to be. And so this is something for, because I know I, I know people who listen to the show who are starting theater companies. So I want to make sure that they, uh, that they hear this, which is that if you keep using the same artists, you're going to get the same audience. And then audience might become really loyal to you, but it's not a growing audience, right? In order to grow your audience, you have to consistently be reaching out to new voices and empowering new people to have a platform, have space to tell stories. So it's not that we'll never cross over with those actors again. Of course we will. They were all great. They were wonderful. But what I had to say to them was that we love you. Please, I mean, and they could have auditioned for this. Some of, I, Did any of them? I can't remember if any of them did or not. They didn't. Yeah, because we probably, because we had this conversation. And that's something that I probably need to word better. But just to say that you have to have variety. We, we are not really fans of companies that we won't name here because this is not like a bashing companies show because we don't, that's, we're learning so many lessons now that like some of the things that I used to be mad about, I'm like, oh, never mind. My heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> I can't, but the thing I was mad about isn't actually as big a deal as I thought it was. But we don't like the idea of a company where you're always seeing the same few actors because it makes people feel like they can't access it. If they want to be on our stage, they feel like they have to go through these other these other actors and that's not the world that we want to create so we're not going to be the company that has like the one or two divas that do leads every season or that kind of thing we're just that's not who we want to be and i think it, it's important to note too that what we are doing is the riskier option as well we are taking chances on people we don't know and it might blow up in our face we don't know knock on wood i know right but like this is a real possibility and that it's a real risk we are taking. But the other option is to be like the other theaters that we're vehemently trying not to be. And it's for a lot of reasons, but you know, each one of us has felt that 
you know, why even audition for this place when they're going to cast the same people or it's, it's already going to be precast. So why am I wasting my time? That is exactly what we don't want to be. Mm -hmm. So is it risky? Yes. And might we lose audience members because of something that we do? Yes. But I think that's part of the point. We're not Mm -hmm. here to play it safe. Mm -hmm. Not like that. No. Having a company of actors is a wonderful thing. It's also an easy thing. Mm -hmm. When you know, oh, I can pick this show because X, Y, and Z will fit right in it. I know they can do the work. Great, easy, done. No, we want we want the new faces. Yeah. We want people who are not on these stages. Mm-hmm. We want people, honestly, we want a, a lot of younger people. I'm sorry, but Michigan Theater is a lot of old people on a lot of stages. And I understand it because this is where, this is now, they're, they're not going to go anywhere else. This is their homes. They've made a life. And also the audience in Michigan is a little bit older. So they like to see themselves reflected on stage. It, it's basic and ever, not even like basic in a bad way, but like um, everyone knows that. And it's an easy way out. Sometimes it's the smart business model. You got to give them that. They're making money. They're doing oh. their thing. They're, they're, they're getting their audiences. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to be that. Yeah. And so many names just pro- crossed my face that I'm not going to speak out loud because I mm-hmm. let them run through my mind so I could edit them. Um, but I will, I will say on that, on that topic as well, also for actors who, who will eventually work with us, it's not that we hate the idea of having a company of actors. No. It's that we hate it being the majority, right? We hate the, we don't like the idea of there's 10 actors in our pool and those 10 actors get cast first every time and nobody else can get in. So if there's like a, I mean, because we will eventually grow into doing what like some company, like a company I'm working at this summer does where they have artistic associates there. They have people, act, actors who are on, who might also direct something, who might also do fight choreography, who might, um, who might then be in a show, not in a show back and forth. So like we will have those kinds of roles, but I just, you will never see the majority of our company be the same exact people. We're even like, we're, we have our first season that we've been working on very hard. And, you know, we're all actors. We're not in it. No. You will not see us on stage. You'll see us at the shows. You know, you'll see us probably doing curtain speeches and, and selling things and talking like that. But you will not see us no. on this on the stage because this platform that we're creating is not just about putting our own work out there. It's about putting the work of of uh, our fellow artists from this area who deserve that leg up because they work so hard and hustle so hard to, to get that chance. And honestly, you probably won't see us next year either. Yeah. Yeah. We have too many other stories and too many other people to grow. And I think when I say we don't want to have a company, I mean it in the way that it's being used now, where it is like those 10 people. I want our company to be like 50 people that like, if they're available, they can, go into a role and I'm not talking like an actor role I'm talking like directing um like you said like designing a set designing lights stage managing like we want to be able to have that company to rely on for all of those things but not the same 10 people yeah Yeah. and I think that um one of the challenges that and I know that we had perhaps with some of the casting notices was because we're new because you know there's people that haven't heard about us we had one or two people here and there that would reply on facebook or social media saying is this for real 
and to an extent, you understand that because I'm sure you guys have seen it too. Like in the Facebook groups for acting or film, there's many posts from folks who are working on their own passion projects, and which is fine and all. But at the end of the day, like especially now, coming back from the pandemic and with inflation and everything going on right now, I think there's even less availability for people to be able to say, hey, I'm just going to dedicate put in 30, 40 hours to this project for free as a passion project. Yeah. It's just, no, it's not going to happen. You know, it's not going to happen now. So you understand the, the skepticism a little bit to a point. Going back to this idea of, of the, having that, that compassion, is it helped me understand some theaters, you know, that I would have, like you said, I would kind of be one of my pet peeves saying, well, I'm glad that, you know, you're getting started. You're, you're establishing your audience, but like it's, the same five, six people in every show. And I think based on what we've discussed, you understand that from the perspective of, well, they're getting started. They have limited resources. So I'm sure right now they're just turning to people that they know and that they've worked with and can trust. They know they can trust, which is fine. But I think what we are saying also is we want to try to break away from that pattern as early as we can, because otherwise it becomes the norm. Are you saying that you want us to break the chain? You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Otherwise, it becomes the norm, you know, and, and a lot of it doesn't even have to be intentional. It just becomes part of your routine. And because you, oh, we have a system now, we, it works. We're working with, you know, we have this team of people that we can rely on and we can call on. If there's not that willful or mindful decision of we need to break the chain, mm-hmm. then the cycle just keeps on, keeps on going. So we want to get away from that, the easy, the, the comfortable way sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think stasis is the death of good art. I really, really think that when you become stagnant and still and you're not trying new things, you're not venturing out, you know, beyond your pastures, the art then might be palatable, but it's not going to, it's not going to be growing. It's not going to be, be getting better, stronger. And the only way that we, especially as a brand new company, grow is if everything we do is real good, <laughs> you know, is really good and is really reaching for those, those goals like we have. So in addition to growing this way with casting, we also added board members this month. We're not going to give names, but real quickly. I like that transition. See, I'm kind of, I'm okay at this. I'm going to do it quickly though, for time. We added board members this month. So we got to reach out to people and create our own like first pitch packet, right? For the company where people could see what we're doing and decide they wanted to be a part of it. You guys want to talk about uh, that process and like and what we did there? I just edited the thing. <laughs> like I threw in a little bit of content about the shows that we're going to do, but like I put the grid up and I made it straight. I made all the font the same in color and size. I put all my posters up that I created. I just made it pretty. That's all I did. Alexis is in charge of Canva. Greg gets to play around in Canva, but Alexis is like, no, no, I've got this now. <laughs> Please. I was like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. You had so many different size fonts on every page and none of them were centered. I was spitting things to Paige and I was like, that's why, that's why we are a team. We have other eyes to look at the things that we do. And cleaned them up. I literally opened it one day and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And I just went straight to work on my phone because I didn't have my computer. And I was just like, no, 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 no. And then it was like, never do this again. (laughs) But yeah, we did that. And I guess to to say what 
when we talk about board members, we talk, we're talking about sort of the, when you start a nonprofit, again, for those doing this, you have, you do have to have a board of directors. That board has a president, there's a treasurer, a vice president, and chair. Mauricio's on a board of a theater that I work at right now. So, you know, you're starting to know this uh, process. You have to write bylaws, which is a thing. So we got, we did write bylaws. We did, we went and, um, you know, used some examples to help us create those bylaws, but we wrote bylaws. So you're going to be hearing more about who our board members are and how they're going to help us as a theater, I think much more in probably the next month or so, but you'll, you'll hear about them and they're, they're really cool. I think. Where do we want to jump next? I'll throw it to you all. Where do you, where do we want to jump next? We can talk a little bit about the, the work that has been going into starting to apply for grants the work we've been doing in that area. Sure. We had a meeting with our director of development, Maggie, who is kind of our grant guru. She has been writing grants for most, for a lot of her professional career uh, for different nonprofits. So we were asking her sort of things about, you know, where do we go for grants? What should be included in the grant application? And then we also talked a little bit about sponsorships for shows. It gets a little tricky because she's actually in Chicago. And we are in the Detroit-ish area. Mm-hmm. I'm the ish. They're Detroit. So it's been interesting trying to like get it all together. And then Craig has been working on a grant just recently that's due actually very, very soon. I have two, I have like two or three extra days. I just found out. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because of all the other things that I have also been doing, I have not done a whole bunch of grant stuff and I have not actually applied for a grant since I was in college. So it's cute. But it was actually really helpful to know like the difference between like a science-based grant and a nonprofit, specifically creative grant, because they're they're very similar, but the it's the little details. Yeah. And we'll be talking about that. That will be an episode of the other show, the Speaker We Feel show. We're gonna we're gonna put together an episode about funding and grants for artists because I think that a lot of us are out here trying to make things and there's money for your creations. There really is. There are people who are setting aside money for just you that um that none of us we don't really get educated on that. You know, you go for your BFA and they're like, here's how you act and you should pay your taxes, and then it's over. <laughs> And can I just say too, during my time, we could still write a bunch of stuff off on our taxes mm-hmm. and that's not true anymore. So my whole, my whole tax talk is complete trash. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Craig's tax return, which is still good getting a return, but like not as high as I would have liked to be because some of the deductions weren't what I thought they were going to be. And I was like, artist taxes is probably another topic we can throw on for a different. For a <laughs> that different can be a speak what we feel episode. <laughs> Oh, and we, we feel so many things. Oh, so many 1099s if you're a working actor. That's, yeah. That actually is a good speak what we feel episode. We're so creative. Look at us. So then, um, so then with that, we've also had some marketing challenges and things that we've been talking about lately as well. So Alexis, I'm going to throw again that to you because you're our marketing person. We haven't actually had it. Like it's been a lot. But it hasn't been too bad when it comes to marketing. As you've heard from our last podcast, we're giving ourselves time this time to space everything out. So, and that's actually true. Like even just before this, I was looking at our calendar. It's like, okay, so these two days are dedicated to whatever event we're doing for this. Because we're going to be doing cast profiles again, where you get to see, um, you know, meet the actors since we don't have an official like little playbill or anything. So they will be showcased on our social media. Just like they were last time, little little itty bitty showcase, but instead of doing two or three a day, 
each person is going to have their own individual day where it's going to be about them. I won't be posting anything else, like not even like podcast stuff. Podcast stuff gets their own day. Other than that, it's been like, okay, what do we need for what events? And kind of breaking it down. So in June, June 17th, which is a Friday, we will be having our first live in-person show at Armageddon Beach Party in Detroit. And it is going to be Broadway Pride, a BTC drag show. Um, I am heading this with one of our very close personal friends, Sage, who, if anyone knows, and they might actually know, uh, they're drag performance name is Astoria Adams. And they were in Lit um, Summer as well. If you saw Lit Summer, they were there. Yes, yes. They were also in Lit Summer. It's actually very exciting. Sage is really big in the drag community in like this state and like also neighboring states like Indiana and Ohio as well. So they are helping me plan it specifically. Uh, we are kind of leading the way on it. Sage has been casting it. This is all their brainchild when it comes to casting because they are awesome. And I cannot sing their praises enough for everything they've done so far. But it took a struggle to get the space because it seemed like it was hard to get a hold of them. But we got it. The deposit is in. We're very excited. I've been doing posters for that show. And also because we're actually going to be physically at that show, we wanted to have tangible things for people to have. So I have been designing business cards for us. And not like personal business cards of like, oh, yes, I am so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like the company's business cards, our social media, our Gmail, our website. Just something that's tangible to have so you can always know how to contact us. Mm -hmm. And I've also been thinking of the idea of some t-shirts. You know, I think it's about time that we have t-shirts, especially for the live events, so that you can see who is, you know, a Break the Chain team member. So if you have questions, you can come up to us and that sort of thing. But yeah, so it's been really, really fun. I've been finishing off posters for the rest of the season, which includes everything. But yeah, no, it's not too bad. Again, we learned and we have a proper calendar now. So it's a lot easier to commit to things and be on time and not be too overwhelming while also being able to look ahead and be like, okay, we have this. So we have to do this on this day. This has to be out on this day. We need to start plugging this at this time and just being so much more organized. (laughs) And I think Maurizio and I have figured out a little bit more of what we need to do to support you so that you are able to, you know, can't go. We've got 30 actors in a show. You have to put cast files out for all of them this week. Go. Right. We're not not doing that. And then we're ta- also we, we're, we've been talking about our expansion in terms of the streaming world. So I do want to hear mm-hmm. those thoughts about that because we're moving. We're moving to Twitch. We're moving to uh, we're not moving completely expanding, expanding to Twitch. We have a house in three neighborhords. Let's let's call it that. So Marita, can you talk a little bit about about Twitch and how that channel has been set up and like what we're uh, some of the things that we're thinking about? You went into a little bit earlier. Yeah. One of the things that we've been working on with the, the software Streamlabs is that we're exploring the option to be able to like play some of the sound effects and things like that directly from the computer. So that way we don't have to worry about the actors not hearing the sound or, you know, like the connection lagging or that, that sort of thing. So that's one of the things that we are looking into for Streamlabs and also on Twitch. Because one of the cool things about, about Streamlabs is that it allows you to kind of integrate it with the platform that you are streaming on. So particularly Twitch, because a lot of gamers use it. Mm -hmm. And what it'll do is it'll display the, when somebody sends in a donation, you can set it up so that Streamlabs automatically 
is the one that shows the name on the screen saying this person made a donation or this person is now liking your page, is now following your page. And you can set like a little, you can choose an alarm, a sound that you get that will play when that happens. So in a way that would almost automate the announcement of the rules as they come in for the for the the drunk Shakespeare reading. So what, what the first thing we did or that I did after we after our last show was to go into Twitch and create the account, like set it up so that Streamlabs can send the video directly to to our Twitch account when when the live streaming starts. And yeah, I mean the the next thing will be to have some test runs, you know, like I said with ourselves and also during our tech with the with the actor so that we can test all of the different things and test audio and have a backup phone to like hear how the audio is sounding like before we go live and all of the all of the lessons learned from from the last show you know we're, we're taking the time and it does help to have the time to be able to look into things in a little bit more more detail yeah there will be mods in the chat there will be chat moderators for the different platforms like yes. i said that that's going to happen so that we um so that we're not just like oh a thing happened i guess we'll never find out <laughs> so uh so there will be people in the in the chat so you might get to talk to maggie if you're in the chat you know that's that's something so we've been growing a lot this past month and we're really excited about the stuff that we have coming next as we said we've got much ado about drinking which is may the 7th so you can follow us on all the social medias to find much ado about drinking and that's that's the next big thing and then we just want to close it out. We've already kind of talked about lessons learned, which is my next bullet point. So I'm going to jump us actually to kind of what our what our hopes are for next month, our challenges for next month. And we're going to call that our like closing statements for everybody. <laughs> hopes and challenges, things for next month that you're thinking about. The show is next month. So yeah. we want to make sure that a lot of things are better. And it's going to be slightly more complicated because we might be in different places. Mm -hmm. So we have an additional complication on top of it. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. I hope that we get, you know, I mean, I hate to be that person, but donations, 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 please. Sage and I will be finalizing things for the drag show. We're going to push advertising very, very hard on it. Mm -hmm. um, we're also going to do cast profiles for that. Because I know usually like apparently drag posters usually have like the, the artist's pictures on them. I think it's really cool, but that's not the BTC thing. So, and I also think it's kind of cool to just like, hey, here's my face on this whole entire mm -hmm. profile. Like, and I'm telling you about myself. I think that's so dope that you can literally take that and put it anywhere. So I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to share BTC with a live audience. I'm just really excited to have, be in a group of people and not be super afraid of COVID while we're doing it. Yeah. For me, it's really this coming month, you know, putting in all of the, the work and doing a bajillion tests of, of everything, animations, transitions, sounds, everything in the days leading up to the show and going through it, you know, with the actors doing a little uh, practice running group, several if possible, and helping out wherever I can for, for the marketing and the publicity and getting the word out. Because I agree, one of the things that we committed to always be improving and expanding. We don't want to like, oh, we found this is comfortable. This is fine. We're just going to stay here now. Like, no, it's like, okay, we get to this point. So like now let's aim for here. And next time let's aim for, you know, we keep, keep building on it. And so I am excited. Like, it, it, I think there's a lot of work to be done, but we all share that, that collective interest in having 
the company succeed and our actors succeed. And so I'm just excited for all the projects that are that are coming up. Yeah, and I guess my last thing will be just that I really, my hope for next month is to be able to honestly do the work I'm doing other places and not let BTC down, not leave uh, gaps for the guy, these guys. So I'm very much hoping all the preparing I've been doing is going to help that um, happen and be successful. I'm really also hoping to do a good job of letting go for in terms of like, in terms of the drag show, I'm not in charge of that event. That event is, that is Alexis and Sage doing their thing. So I'm doing my best to be, be peripheral and offer help and suggestions when I can and not, you know, jumping in and be like, we should do this, 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 and this, because that's not, uh, that's not my job there. Uh, so I'm, I just want to make sure that I said that out loud because, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of the two of you and what's going to happen with this. And I'm very proud that we're bringing new voices, voices like that I would not have known to seek out or know how to seek out, right? Because that's what this is about, those voices we don't know how to seek out. I'm really proud that we're going to be empowering them and helping, um, helping them be seen. I don't know if they need our help, but we're creating another place for some of them to be, uh, to be seen. So, another good opportunity, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that being said, I think we did a podcast. This has been the Building a Stage podcast in rare form <laughs> this month. So please follow us on Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Just type in Break the Chain Theater Company. We'll pop up. I know, because I've done the searching. And uh, Twitter. Or, and Twitter as well. Links will be in the bio. So yeah, see you for Much Ado and for our speaker we feel this month, which we'll reveal at a later time. Thank you all so much. That's the show.